Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. friends and welcome back to another episode of the Roto World Football Podcast. It is the most important podcast in the universe. My name is Josh Norris. Welcome back. Thanks for joining me. It's been a while. We've gone slowly here through May and June, but July, trust me, it's going to ramp up. Training camp, preseason, all that good stuff, multiple podcasts per week. We'll get back in the flow of things. Um, this is going to be a solo podcast, as you can tell. No Evan, no Pat, no Reeves, no Ray. Um, I wanted to talk about a discussion I was able to listen to and then have with a director of analytics in an NFL scouting department with the Minnesota Vikings and just asking questions, hearing how they use it, because I believe you guys would find that interesting because I did as well. I was lucky enough to be at the FSTA Summer Conference in Minneapolis, Minnesota last week, my first FSTA. It was great meeting a lot of you out there. Um, and Scott Kuhn, who is, again, the director of analytics for the Minnesota Vikings, was on the opening panel. A little background on Kuhn. He began his career as a college scout and after six years switched over to the pro side. And then after nine years there, he added director of analytics to his title in 2016. So two years in that role, at least by name, as of this moment. So in his talk, which he was sharing with Corey Schwartz from Major League Baseball, Kuhn covered a, a number of topics, and I'll try to hit on the most important ones as we go along. First, Kuhn was asked what project he is currently working on with the team. He brought up creating a composite number for every position to gauge success and also allow for comparison between players at the same spot. And so if this, to you, sounds like a quarterback rating, then yeah, you're, you're on the right track since Kuhn brought up the same example. Now, it doesn't mean that the quarterback rating is perfect, and Kuhn certainly doesn't believe it. Far from that. And neither is a PFF light grade either. But it shows where teams' future plans stand, and their future plans are right now. And their current plans are right now. Um, Kuhn works with a small staff. It's, it's two people. <laughs> there, there, there's one other analyst and one intern. Think about that for a moment. NFL teams are sold for billions of dollars. The success of the on-field product is important to their value, and one team's analytics branch of the scouting department is made up of two full-time employees. Billion-dollar businesses here, folks. So next was the topic of GPS tracking, as the NFL partnered with Zebra, as you all know. On the outside, we get you know next-gen stats, but the NFL receives far more information for personal use. 
And just from my seat, it's clear that this data has plenty of potential. And, and that potential is even greater since teams are tracking it in practice as well, which I did not know. Scott brought that up. So what could the practice data tell them? Well, it can help with injuries. One, it can show where a player is when returning compared to where he was prior to the injury. And second, it can show player decline. And Kuhn actually mentioned Terrence Newman as an example and how in week 11 last season, he started hitting a wall and declining in practice. Now, that's, that's likely an extreme example because Terrence Newman was 39 years of age and still a contributing member of an NFL roster, something that is very rare. But the point stands because they were able to look at the tracking in practice among those weeks that possibly he was struggling versus where he was at in training camp in the early parts of the season, compare the levels and see that he truly was slowing down. And hopefully player tracking in practice with the GPS can lead to a better understanding of injuries and health as well. After the panel, Kuhn and company took questions from those of us in the audience I wasn't going to ask one there because I knew I was going to talk to him later. But the first was on finding gems that other teams have overlooked, mainly in the draft process, some in free agency possibly as well. And if there is a formula or process that has shown results, the answer was twofold. And Kuhn said that the Vikings tend to stay away from player profiles that have a low hit rate, which makes total sense, say like 5%. And, and that could refer to athletic testing, a certain size threshold, possibly production, et cetera, et cetera. However, Kuhn did explain how the Vikings found Adam Thielen. You love him. I love him. Adam Thielen's fantastic. As you know, all scouts go through nearly every college program during the spring or fall. They actually did not travel through Minnesota State University because, and I'm quoting him here, said the school's coaches did not recommend Adam Thielen. Now, I, I toyed with that statement in my head because could be interpreted in, in a number of ways and was kind of delivered flatly okay it could be as simple as coaches not believing Thielen was an NFL talent which is fair because he's coming from Minnesota State University and that's despite him completing his senior year with over 70 catches and 1100 yards and eight touchdowns or if we want to read into that statement a little more that they didn't recommend him the coaches were just down on Thielen's ability altogether now I don't know. That's just a thought, and I, I thought that the wording was a little noteworthy. So Thielen, during the draft process, ran a 4-4-5 during a regional combine and then participated in the Vikings' local day. Then Thielen went undrafted and was brought on on a tryout basis. Again, a tryout basis. He was then signed after that tryout and then cut in that preseason along with 18 others and then brought back to the practice squad and the rest was history as he sat in the practice squad that season. So really this shows that if Adam Thielen was not a local Minnesota product, he would not be on the Minnesota Vikings because they did not find him at any other point during their evaluation process. Kuhn said and referred to Thielen as one of those five percenters. They don't look for his type. They don't look for his profile now, even though he has been successful. And to quote, he is a true anomaly meaning not the type of evaluation they are trying to replicate. And speaking of Adam Thielen, this is what I need to talk to you about Draft.com, specifically the best ball leagues. I am loving these best ball leagues. We've talked about it with Evan on previous podcasts, Reeves, so many others, that if you've never given best ball leagues a try, now is the time to do so. 
It's the best part of fantasy football. All you do is draft. That's it. 18 rounds. No kickers, no defense. And whoever has the best draft basically wins in the end of the year, right? Because your optimal lineup is set each and every week. No trades, no waivers, no injuries, yada, yada. Okay? So it's whoever drafts the best gets the money at the end of the year. You can do six-team leagues, eight-team, 10, 12, even down to three-team. And obviously, they range in terms of how quick. If you want to go, if you want to do a fast draft, do it right there. The eight teams take about 20 minutes. Um, or you can do a slow draft. It can take a few weeks and doing those. So if you've never tried it, go to draft.com slash rotoworld. Sign up. If you enter money, you get a free $3 roll when signing up with draft.com slash rotoworld or use promo code RW or promo code Norris. So that was the end of the panel with Scott Kuhn. It was about 20 minutes long. Again, he shared it with someone from the MLB. But again, I, I knew that Kuhn was going to stick around for questions. Now's the time when I, I share a secret with y'all. When I, I get really excited about something or interested or, or passionate, I let it show and, and too much so, okay? So whether it be like a job interview, a date, talking to a scout at a fantasy conference, I get overly animated rather than, you know, being like one of the cool guys, like sitting back in his chair, reading the room and, and trying to let them finish before I interject. No. I interject immediately, and I'm far from calm and cool and collected in those moments. So, obviously, that happened in this instance. And Scott Kuhn, like, almost certainly could immediately tell I was super passionate about evaluation styles and process and possibly even digging for answers and wanted, like, a little peek behind the NFL curtain, which we know that they don't want to give us. Um, again, that's for all of you to know and just keep in mind as we go through this conversation. If some of his answers seem short, that is probably why. Um, the goal is to ask Scott about topics that we've discussed on this podcast and on Twitter. And I opened with asking him about composite scores, composite athletic scores. You know, Spark, if you've heard of that, RAS, and, and others of the like. The Vikings absolutely use athletic scores, Scott told me, but they actually created their own. And he made it a point to note that weight must be factored in, something that we've discussed here multiple times. As an example here, a, a running back who is 230 pounds that runs a 4.5040, that's different and more impressive than a 205-pound running back who runs the same exact 4.5040. The difference is not the 40 time, it's the 25 pounds. And obviously, running with that extra weight is more difficult. I immediately followed up by asking how coaches react when receiving these athletic scores because, like anyone, I assume that the people who focus on what happens on the field would be less receptive to this side of the evaluation process. You know, they would want to focus on where a player wins in the field, the X and O's, the motivational tactics, I guess, who they are as, as a person. But, you know, I, I couldn't have been more incorrect. Scott said that the possession coaches get very excited, that they love them, and they start looking at the guys at the top of the list immediately. He gave me some random example that this isn't, you know, talking about a specific prospect that maybe they find, oh, this guy has, look, he has an 85% composite score. Oh, he went to Southern Miss? Oh, I'm going to go watch his tape right now. They love these small school guys that they think that they can coach up. And now is probably the right time for me to mention a, a quote from Rick Spielman, who's the general manager of the Vikings, for my draft press conference series, which you can find over on Roto World right now. Um, here it is. Quote, with our coaching staff and philosophy, when you can bring in athletes like that, it gives you a chance to hit on some guys that can be pretty special. 
We talk about this all the time in draft meetings. This other guy might be a better player right now, but this one has a much higher ceiling. Our coaches like to work with athletes and ceilings, end quote. The Vikings have obviously embraced athletic testing in previous years. I mean, you can look at the success of Donnell Hunter and Nick Easton, um, just to name a few. And in this draft class, they really leaned into it this past April. I mean, Mike Hughes, the first-round pick, 72nd percentile athlete. Brian O'Neill, the offensive lineman on day two, 84th percentile athlete. Tyler Conklin on day three, 72nd percentile athlete. And Ade Aruna, who was a, a late-round selection at defensive end as an edge rusher in the 87th percentile. And that also extends to the undrafted free agent group with running back Mike Boone was in the 93rd percentile composite score. And I really like Boone, by the way. Also worth mentioning that, and this is totally simplifying it, but at its base level, the athletic testing scores might help a defensive player more so than on offense. So again, with the 2018 class, I mentioned four of their eight picks that are highly, highly coveted athletes, as well as some others in their undrafted period. So for the rest of the podcast, I'll hit on a few quick points just from the rest of our conversation. Again, Scott Kuhn said, staying away from non-NFL caliber athletes is equally, if not more, important to the Vikings. And no, Orlando Brown was not a failed athlete. I asked specifically about that one. And again, that, that's a topic that we have mentioned on this podcast with Zach Whitman multiple times. I, I inquired if athletic testing was more important evaluations for prospects who participated in one-on-one matchups on the field. And again, this is super simplifying it, but I was referring to offensive line and defensive linemen, um, cornerbacks and wide receivers, compared to positions like linebacker, running back, safety, and obviously quarterback. The only response I received was, quote, that would make sense. Um, I also asked about the involvement of age in evaluations, a topic that we discuss all the time on Twitter, and how it is often linked with potential. And how instead, I prefer to think of it in this way, that a prospect who performed at a certain level at the age of 23 or 24 is not necessarily as impressive as a prospect in the same class who performed possibly against the same competition at the same level, who's also the age of 20, since both are facing 19, 20, and 21-year-olds, and the jump in years, three years from 20 to 23, has a major change in your maturity and your growth, both physically and mentally, and it makes a huge difference. I mean, just imagine yourself in that role, right? Or who you are as a person right now. Were you the same person when you were 20 years old than when you were at 23? No, drastic changes happened in those three years. Uh, Scott, unfortunately, just said, uh, I haven't thought of it in that way. I'm sure that's not the case. I'm sure they have focused at some point on uh, age in their evaluations, he probably just did not want to reveal it to a wide-eyed 29, a young 29, I might add, a uh, person trying to pick his brain a little bit in this moment. He was probably trying to get out there. It was early in the morning. Finally, Scott Kuhn said, analytics and evaluations have been tough to use during the free agency period. And really the main focus is on the draft process. But he did answer a Kirk Cousins question. And here was the quote he gave. If Kirk performs as well as he did in Washington, we will be successful. The Vikings will be successful. So to me, that means the Vikings seem to believe that Kirk's play in Washington is the floor that they receive, the floor that they expect. And if he performs even better than that, then the sky is obviously the limit. So that's it. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I know it's a short one. I know it's a different one. But again, being able to peek through keyholes here, which is rare and difficult to do at times, especially in 
the analytics world and how that is impacting one specific team, it, I think it was worth our time. So thank you so much for listening. Um, I also want to point out that the Vikings probably incorporate athletic testing and analytics and evaluations more than most teams in the NFL. So maybe it wasn't the perfect subject here, but it's what we got. And I appreciated Scott for taking the time at FSCA and also staying after uh, to answer my ridiculous questions. Um, If you enjoyed this podcast at all, be sure to subscribe. If you already subscribed, rate and review. It really helps us out. And again, we will be back quite soon, especially in the month of July, as training camp rolls around with more podcasts coming at you. Tell a friend if you enjoyed this. Share it with a friend that is interested in the different parts of the evaluation process because I know that this stuff was worthwhile to me. So until next time, I'll talk to you all soon. See ya. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.